Christmas, Julie. So this is Christmas. And what have you done? Another year over. And you won't just be gone. And so this is Christmas. I hope you have fun. Well, hey, everybody. What is going on? It's the Life of an Average Joe podcast. And I'm Brandon Navarra. And it's Christmas. Well, okay. It's Christmas season. It is Christmas. It's December. And it's so wild to me to think that we have made it to December already. I mean, I remember doing a podcast a couple months ago, it feels like, talking about summertime, talking about the 4th of July. I, I still remember a podcast saying, hey guys, I'm getting ready to go to Detroit for 14 days. And now it's Christmas again. Like, like that song's right. Like another year has gone by and I know it's cliche, but the older you get, and especially when you're, you have, you have children because you really see the time pass. You really see the differences in their behavior. Their not just their physical attributes, but how far they've come and where they're going. And then you kind of do a retrospect and go, okay, a year ago, what were we doing for Christmas? Where were we at? What was life like? And then a year before that, and it's just, it's it's crazy to me to think about because so much has changed. But I'm not here to talk about that. This is the holiday version of the short stories from the life of an average Joe, the holiday short story. And I had a lot to choose from, actually. Actually, I, I asked several friends, um, about which one I should do for December. Because you know I do these once a month. But I wanted to do this one. And I wanted to kick off the season this way. Because I think it sets the tone for how we should be behaving and thinking and focusing as opposed to talking about the other stuff I want to talk about. We can get into that later. But I thought that this was an appropriate one. You know, everybody's got traditions around Christmas. Um, I've talked about mine. I've talked about some things that I'm really into, uh, what I like, what I believe, what I want for my son, what I want for me, you know, what I want for my friends and family. But I had something that came up kind of unexpectedly that became somewhat of a tradition for a while that I wish I could get back into but I don't think I can in light of what's going on in the world today. And, I, and I'll, I'll get into it. And you'll, you'll understand why. But when I moved to Texas about 11 years ago, as crazy as that sounds, I was working for a bar. Shocker, right? I was working for a bar. And we did a lot of different events. That was my job was to be the guy to make events, make this place poppin', which... Again, shocker. And we did everything from college nights to uh, 80s nights, Halloween parties, blacklight parties. But we also did a lot of charity events for local charities. Uh, We had a bike night. Um, So it was like on a Wednesday night, we had bike night. And that worked for a while. We had different bike clubs come in. And we did a charity event attached to that in the city that we were in. Whatever that may be. We did fundraisers for schools, things like that. But I started doing stuff around Christmas. You know, everybody does toy drives. And I and look, don't get me wrong. I'm not 
putting down toy drives. There are so many kids out there that either don't have a family, that have a family that can't afford toys, that are sick, that need help, or that are in... I mean, there's just, there's countless reasons why you would do a toy drive. A toy drive. Toy drive? Toy drive sounds fun. It'd be like a dance for toys. Anyway, and we would do that. But but everywhere you go sets up a box for the Salvation Army, for military. Like, there's always a box. And you just drop some toys in there. And I like that. And I know some of these organizations, and I usually do research on those organizations, so I know that the toys aren't just going to sit in some storage locker for years. I like to do it. I like that personal touch. Well, I, I started working with one of the local hospitals. It's a big hospital, obviously. But they were having a specific, and I saw it on Facebook. It was a specific drive they were doing for a neighborhood. And what I mean by that was this hospital was in Dallas and it was a children's hospital. But they were going to these neighborhoods where there was a bunch of kids that were sick, not in the neighborhood, but that had just been released from the hospital and were back with their families. And this was a low-income families. And they were doing a toy drive to deliver to these neighborhoods. And I was like, you know what? I like that. It's still local. It might not be in the city I'm in, but I like that. So I, I kind of emailed, going back and forth, and, <clears throat> you know, one thing it led after another, and we did a toy drive there. Well, because of that, I, I was on the contact list and newsletter list, and I was finding all kinds of stuff out. Well, then I was looking at all this volunteer section in the hospital of what they needed. And, and you didn't have to have a degree. You didn't have to have, you know, a medical uh, history and, like, the work working in medical field. Or anything, they were looking for specific things like sorters and drivers and people that would help um, when they would do drives for these kids. Like, hey, we need gloves. Hey, we need you know shirts. You know, and I was like, you know what? I, I want to do something again because now that I've made that connection with that hospital, I want to do something again. Well, there's a the children's hospital, a branch of that hospital, not too far from where I'm currently living, but. It was a lot closer where I was living at the time when I worked uh, at this bar or whatever. And they were saying, hey, you know what? There's a lot of sick kids that are in the hospital on Christmas. A lot of them. And I'm not talking sick with a cold. I'm talking kids that had cancer. Kids that had other illnesses. Kids that might not make it. And the thought, even now to this day, the thought of a child, gosh, I'm going to, I'm going to freaking tear up. Um, the thought of a child being alone breaks my heart. The thought of a child being alone on Christmas is something that I can't wrap my head around. And some of these kids, they had their parents, they had parents, you know, um, but their parents are, are spending so much money trying to get their kids better or they come from low-income families, just, or their parents just need help, or their parents just, you know what, they just need a break because they're in the hospital every day, they're running tests, they're doing all these things, and they were doing a toy drive. But not only were they doing a toy drive, you could sign up, like they had time slots, to drop the toys off, and not only that, they had an opportunity there 
where you could actually hang out. And this is why I say I would love to get back into this, but I don't think in, in light of this pandemic and what's going on with COVID and the protocols, I don't think that we're going to get back to that for a long time, if ever, which really sucks. Um, now, you had to fill out this form. You had to run a background check. And then they, you had to go to Dallas. And I believe, I think it was like a total of like 72 hours worth of training. Now, this was not medical training or anything like that. This was finding out their protocols, their procedures, what you're facing, um, filling out documents, what you wear, what you can and can't do. It was, so I filled out the form and they said, look, if we get too many volunteers, you know, we'll have to put you on another time. And it wasn't just for Christmas. They had this on a regular basis. Christmas was the big one for a multitude of reasons. It's Christmas and, and all that. But also you always get those people and I hate to say it, I'm going to sound like Scrooge, but you always get those people that it's Christmas, so let's go do charity. Like they, It's like the people that go to Christmas, they go to church on Easter and Christmas and that's it. And I'm not putting that down. Look, good is good, whatever you do. But anyway, you should do good all year. But so they had all these events, but Christmas filled up heavily, um, like very heavily. And they usually, they usually didn't have a problem getting volunteers. But I filled it out. I thought, why not? It was like three days later, I got an email back saying if I still wanted to be there, they've got time slots and I need to fill out this form and sign up to come down to these classes. So I did. And I was like, this is great. And the time slot, was I mean, this was, this was Christmas Day. This was not like three days before. Like you were going there on Christmas Day. And I filled it out. I did all the training, so to speak, and filled out all the paperwork. And it really wasn't complicated, but they were really setting the tone for what you were facing. This wasn't like, hey, man, let's go play with kids. Like some of these kids can't get out of bed. Some of these kids are in wheelchairs. Some of these kids, they only have 30 minutes in them because they're tired. And you got to be prepared for that. By the way, Anyway, I'll get to this later. Um, I was about to jump ahead and go sidetracked, and I definitely don't want to get sidetracked on this since it is a short story, and we all know how Brandon can't do that. So, um, But I was ready. I was ready, and I was looking forward to it. So they had a list of, of, of things to buy, not, not specific like we need this many for the girls. They just had a list of things because... Again, getting a kid like something that has a thousand pieces while they're in the hospital, not practical. And you're just going to piss this kid off who's already sick and make him sad. And that's the last thing you want to do. You're supposed to be like a beacon of hope, you know, like a ray of sunshine, not some gloom and doom guy. So I picked up some stuff and, and it was cool. I got some art supplies and it was those big giant, not canvases, but like those big pieces of paper that, you know, you could flip over and draw. Um, I got pencils and stencils and art stuff. And I couldn't bring any paint, but it was a lot of drawing stuff. Books. A lot of books. So, notebooks. They wanted notebooks. Um, you could get dolls if they were a certain thing. Action figures with no pieces. Um, a, lot of fun, a lot of things to keep their mind off their situation. 
and I did. And I remember Christmas Day. Now, this was at the time when it started when I really didn't have anything going on for Christmas. I wasn't married. I wasn't dating anybody just yet. Um, or was I? I might have been dating somebody. I might have been dating my what would be my wife. But it was not at that level. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, but I remember being on Christmas. I remember being by myself, so to speak, where I didn't have anybody. You look, I got family back home. And like I said, I was just, I can't remember if I was just getting in the relationship or it doesn't matter, but it wasn't really like I was going to be by myself. I wasn't living with anybody. I had my dog. Um, most likely I would have gone to work. That's because I believe the bar. I, no, we were closed. Um, so I was like, I got all the time in the world. I'm just going to hang out and watch movies and, you know, open up the presents that I got in the mail and that's it and be by myself, you know? So um, I went to, like I said, I went to the store and I remember being, I'm just sorry, I'm just picturing this, like the day. And I woke up that day and I had my breakfast and my coffee and I talked to the, everybody I needed to talk to, sent text messages. And it was about, I want to say it was about 10 o'clock in the morning. I was gone heading there. And it was only 20 minutes or so from where I was living, give or take. I pulled in. I had to check in. I had to show, you know, show my ID. They had to look at all the toys. And I think there was one toy I bought that they said I couldn't bring up, but they ended up donating it to another hospital. Some kid got it. And I remember going up and they're like, we're going to put you in this room. And it was a pretty big room. It wasn't like a waiting room. It was, it was, it, and I hate to say this because this is going to give it a bad picture. It's like when you see in the movies and people go visit their, their family in jail and there's like, you know, they're all sitting around a table talking. There's a vending machine. Like it was like that, but nice. Like they decorated it. I mean, it had a Christmas tree and music was playing and they did have a snack table and it was really nice. And it was so great to be at a hospital for children because they're just on a different level. I go to the hospital, I got some fat chick who's trying to stick a needle in my butt. She's rude, she doesn't care. You go there, that fat chick is the nicest lady. She's like Mrs. Claus. Everybody's peachy to these kids and taking care of them. And I love that because that's what these children need is love and like care and excitement, you know, and patience. I get excited about this, so if I talk fast and loud, you're just going to have to deal with it because I really get excited about it. I love kids. I, I do. I don't like people at all, really, but I love kids. Um, and I sat down, and there was a couple other people there, and some were parents, you could tell, and then they said, hey, we're going to bring in about three kids. It wasn't overcrowded, and... They, I was like, well, how do I do this with the toys? Like, do I put them under the tree? And they're like, we prefer that they go under the tree and you can write, you know, you got your name on them. And I was like, yeah, I wrote my name from Brandon. And I had to wrap them a certain way that would indicate what was a boy or a girl. 
And my wrapping sucks, by the way. So a lot of gift bags. I mean, my wrapping is horrible. It's great for my son because he's four and he can just fall, you know, rip it open. But God, my wrapping is just garbage. It's like I get all the sides good. And then the one side or the bottom, I might be missing some paper or it's falling apart. It's just, it's always been bad. And I, I just, I just suck at it. But I got a lot of bags for these kids. And they said, you know, or... For, there's going to be a, you know, there's a girl that's in a bed. We're wheeling her out in a bed. She really can't get out of bed right now. She's weak, but she wants to be here. Maybe you could hand her one. And I'm like, okay. And they told me, they're like, this is your first time. And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, okay, it's not going to be easy. And I'm like, these, it's going to be easy for me because I love kids and I'm okay. And they're like, we know that part, but it's not going to be easy. And we just need you to be brave. And I'm like, be brave. I'm not getting a surgery, you know? And they're like, be strong. And if you get, if you feel like you need to go to the bathroom and I'm like, I, what is happening? Like, are these kids like have open wounds? And it wasn't registering in my head what she was saying. Well, she, they wheeled them. They wheeled the girl out and, and I did, I gave, there was some boy, I gave him his toy and he said, thank you. But he went to go play and this girl, and I'll never forget her name. I'll never ever forget it. Cause I still have a drawing from her and her name was Rachel. Oh, here we go, Brandon. Um, and she was 12. Her parents were not there and they weren't going to be there because her parents both worked and her dad had to fly overseas and her mom was out of town. Now, before we all go off like I want to right now, this is a positive story. This is Christmas. So leave your the comments about why the parents chose work over their daughter in your in, in, on anchor you can leave a message on um spotify on facebook but for now we're being positive okay positivity that's the way to go um we're not going to be negative so anyway i did have a hard time I'll be honest with you when I heard that, but they brought her out and I was like, what toy can I give her? That's going to be really cool. I just gave her the drawing stuff like the paper and the utensils and you know, the big pads, like, you know, those big pads I was telling you guys about, I gave her that because I thought she's late. She's there. She's sitting and she could probably draw. You know what I mean? Like, this seems like a logical thing. Um, and so I gave it to her and I said, hey, my name is Brandon. Merry Christmas. Now, some of it she could see. Um, and some of it she had to open, which I wanted her to have open. Like, it's Christmas. And, you know, you should be able to open stuff. So she opened it. She, I could tell she was weak. Um, and I remember looking at her and I was like, this girl is awesome (laughs) because she's so brave and happy. And I know she's weak and I know she's tired, but she's into this gift and she opened it. She said, thank you. And she's like, I love drawing and I haven't drawn or drawn or colored in about a month. And I was like, they don't have stuff here. And she's like, they do, but, and she was very talkative. So we just sat and drew and talked and, 
hung out and it was great. And I really spent, this is my first year. I really spent most of my time with her. And then she's like, Hey, I'm going to, I got to go back now. And I was like, Oh, is my time up already? I was like looking at the clock, like, Oh my God, because they, again, these kids don't have a lot of time because of their health and they want other people in there and they've got a lot of kids, which makes me even more sad. And she had buzzed for the nurse. She's like, no, I'm just feeling really tired. And I'm like, son of a gun. I'm about to cry right now, guys. Um, and uh, she gave me a picture. And I remember looking at this picture. And what I thought was cool about this picture, and I'll post this on Facebook and Instagram, the Life of an Average Joe podcast. I'll post it on there so you can take a look. What, what, what I thought was cool about this picture was it wasn't anything. Now, what I mean by that is, this is not like a typical little kid picture where like my son draws stuff and he's fun and he's good and, and um, some things he actually draws. I'm like, oh, that does, that, nice job. Other things I'm like, whatever. Not that I'm whatever that he draws it, but I'm like, you told me this is a guy like shooting somebody and all I see is a line, but I still love you and I'm happy that you're creative and envision that. So that's going on the fridge. This wasn't one of those things where she said it's a house and people. There was no stick figures. She drew all this different shapes and had different shading and coloring. And like, I loved it. Like, I love it because I looked at it and I'm like, dude, that's art. Like, I've seen this in a museum for like $5 million. And I, and she put thought into it and she wrote her name on there and she dated it. And I'll never lose that piece. Matter of fact, um, right now it's in, it's in a very nice, it's like a plastic like envelope thing, but I'm going to get it framed. And when I get a bigger place, when we move, I'm going to hang it up because it's amazing to me. And I've had it all these years and all the crap that I've lost for this time. I've always stayed up. I've always kept that. I've always made sure I knew where that was and it was in good shape. The following year I went back. Now I did this guys for about five years. And even when I was married, after I did my Christmas and we would have family over, I would leave to go do this. And then life happened and I missed it. I missed the deadline. And then I started working and then I had my own son and blah, blah, blah. Um, so it really sucks that I missed it, but you know, that I didn't do it as long as I could, but I did it for a while. But when I went back the next year, I asked about her because I wasn't getting emails. I got pictures. Um, I think I have a picture of her actually. Um, I, and they, but on the emails, they showed pictures of the events and stuff and, and, you know, for the kids and, and all that, but I didn't get updates on her and I asked and she passed away like six months after, <sighs> which just broke my heart, which just broke my heart. And it still does. But it really makes me feel better that I was there and I made her have a good time. And that she, whether she realized it or not, gave something to me. Gave something so powerful to me that I'll never forget for the rest of my life. And I think about her still. Especially this time of year. And it's something I'm going to talk to my son about when he's older. He already knows that I've helped, quote unquote, you know, we just say sick kids because I have other things in the house. I have a, like a rock that some kids um, painted from uh, Camp I Hope, which is a, 
a, a camp for can, uh, kids with cancer. We did a, we did an event with him. Did a couple things with them actually, but um. So I talk about that with him because I want him to number one be aware of what I've done in my life before he was born, and also hopefully pass something on to him the importance of that, because that's what this holiday is about. It's not about the fact that we have, you know, we didn't get that bonus, even though that might sting. It's not about the fact that we've, you know, there's a supply chain shortage of God knows what and everything under the sun. It's not about the fact that, you know, we're getting our butts kicked on in life, all of us. It's, it's about those moments. It's about taking care of other people. It's about giving to other people. It's about loving other people. That's what it's about, man. The reason I used to kind of say I didn't like Christmas is because I got so focused on the commercialization of it. I got so tired of the stores putting Christmas trees up in August and Christmas beer coming out before pumpkin beer and everybody's being like, don't forget to buy this, buy this, buy this. It, and, it, and it became monotonous and then we had to run here and run there. I got, rat, I got caught up in the Christmas rat race and I used to just be Scrooge. I'm not that guy anymore. I mean, I'm Scrooge every other day of the year, but because um, I don't look at it that way. And don't get me wrong. I like to spoil my son. I like to buy people things during this holiday. But I know when I got to say no. You know, I'm not going to put myself in debt to buy a toy. You know, it's just not going to happen. And it doesn't need to because it's about the togetherness. It's about the moments. It's about sitting down when Christmas is over and keeping the tree on and watching a nice movie. Whether you're by yourself, you're with your loved ones, or you're just with people you just met. Or maybe it's not about that. Maybe you, when everything's done, you just like to go to bed and sleep in the next day. Whatever you do. It should be about the moment. And if you know people that don't have a moment, make them have a moment. Be the better person. Sacrifice something for you out of your life, I should say, and give it to somebody else. Because I know people right now that aren't going to have something on Christmas, and i got to figure out a way to help them out. That's just it. That's just the way it is. That's the way it's got to be. I'm going to love my son, and we're going to have our moment. But there's got to be something for other people. And I'll never forget it. And I think I owe it to those kids. And I owe it to Rachel to be that guy. You know, had I gone down a different path in life, had I gone down many different paths in life, um, things would be different. But I would have definitely got my career in helping children somehow, some way. And I will eventually do that with the, the nonprofit, but even though I had to put that on the, on a timeout for a minute. Um, but I would have, I would have done that because I always felt like, and it doesn't necessarily mean medical. I just would be there for kids. Just want to be there for kids, you know, whatever that may be, just to be involved in kids' life that maybe, maybe are sick or maybe that are underprivileged or maybe that have some illness or maybe that just need a, a leader. Not that I've always been a great leader, but um, I would have gone down a different path. So now I want to do that. And I want to teach that to my son because whether he chooses to go down that road either, I want him to remember these stories and tell his kids if he has any. According to him, he wants to have five. So 
I really hope it's after the age of like 30 or 28 at least. I don't uh, I don't want anything before that. But um I, that's that's what I think it is. And that's why I wanted to kick off the December podcast sessions with this story because that's something I'll never forget. It's something I will always always treasure and it's something I will pass on and I will I wanted it out there so this story can be heard by everybody. People that know me, people that don't know me, people that will know me cuz I'm going to tell this story to everybody. I always anybody I meet at some point if we get connected or even if we don't and it's especially if it's around the holidays, I tell this story because it was that important. So Thanks for listening to the Life of an Average Joe podcast. We are in the Christmas season, as you can tell. Uh, And just remember everything I said. Continue back. Be back next Wednesday, anytime, any platform, Amazon, Pandora, Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcast. Don't forget to leave your comments and your messages and all the fun stuff. Follow the Life of an Average Joe podcast right on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter. And if you really want to have some fun, meet me over on Soundwave. Check it out. Life of an Average Joe, Brandon Navarro, Soundwave. That's a good time. Good conversations over there. We can talk back and forth. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. Have a great one.